Take the gun and leave the the cannoli cannoli and listen to Godfather Minute. You know, we didn't introduce ourselves last week, I just realized. You're right. Let's do it twice. I'm Alex Robinson. I'm I'm Alex Alex Robinson. Robinson. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Anyway, I'm Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And together we are the Godfather Godfather Minute Minute brothers. 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 Yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. Um, we're talking about minute 59. Should we try it again? Yeah, so let's try it. All right. Godfather Minute Brothers. Brothers. Perfect. Good. Uh, we're talking about minute 59. Mm-hmm. Alex, a minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cinquantanove. 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 Excellent. That's a good one. Yeah. Minuto numero cinquantanove. Fantastic. I think that was the first time I ever did it in one straight shot without <laughs> messing it up. But our listeners don't know it took you six tries to do. We just edited out all the yeah, previous totally. five tries. I appreciate that. I appreciate you yeah. doing that. Uh, we're talking about minute fifty nine, mm-hmm. which uh, starts off. They've just uh, we won't be seeing. Well, this is the last time we'll be seeing Paul. That's right. They just he just got bumped. He just got popped off last <laughs> last minute. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, let's not start that again. Okay. And uh, so the minute starts with Clemenza saying. Leave the gun, take the cannoli, uh-huh. that iconic line. Yep. They leave, then it cuts back to Mikey back at the compound. Clemenza mm-hmm. calls him in, hey, is a phone call for you. And who is it but Kay? Mm-hmm. On the phone. And um, she's saying, and it ends with, she says, I love you, Michael. And Michael's all hemming and hawing. And she says, why can't you say it? And that's when the minute ends. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Well, I guess we'll start with the big one. The big one. It is minute 59, and we have been waiting, I feel like, all our lives for this. You should do another how many minutes. How many minutes have we been waiting? How many minutes have we been waiting? How many minutes have we been waiting? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the last time we see Pauly. That's it. We won't be seeing him no we more. Won't be seeing Pauly no more. Hmm. So should we play the the last cannoli countdown, the old one? Sure, yeah. To, play to the, bring in the new one. Play that. This is okay. after this. The cannoli countdown is going to go on the on the uh, day old bread table over mm-hmm. there in the bakery. This is the last time it's fresh. We're going to put it in the where is it now file. <laughs> so where are they? Yeah, yeah. All right. So for the very last time, and remember, it must never be played again. Never, never. Well, wait a minute. Can't we? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that the song can never be played? <laughs> That's right. Can I look at it at least? <laughs> well, we we t- <laughs> no no. Let's not even look at it. I think we talked about posting it. We should, probably should post it for our Patreons, right? Yeah, we were going to post yeah. it, uh, I guess, maybe after this episode. Yeah, after this episode, we'll post it for we'll our Patreons. It so Put it in your playlist. Yeah, Share it with a friend. Do it while you're running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the idea of sharing it with a friend and explaining what it is. Well, these guys go <laughs> yeah. through the Godfather minute by minute, and they were counting down how many minutes it was until they said, take the gun, leave the cannoli. Which do you think is the second most famous line in the movie? Oh, boy. That, mm, take the gun, leave the cannoli. Keep your friends close, your enemies closer. I think uh, Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. You and I disagreed on that a couple minutes ago. I think that is in the top three. 
Top three? Yeah, what are the other ones? I'm going to make them an offer I can't refuse. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, top four. Uh, it's sunny. It's, it's, not, it's, uh, it's not personal. It's business. It's not personal. Okay, top five. <laughs> Can't do it, Sally. <laughs> All right, top five. I have to be in the. Uh, I have to be. <laughs> Did you notice I didn't change the number? Oh, I noticed. <laughs> oh, I noticed. I noticed. Uh, you have to go before a judge in the morning to show cause. <laughs> All right, top six. I'll do that one. <laughs> but it is a very famous line. It is, yeah. Uh, and apparently improvised. It is, and you know, in my notes, I I wrote that uh, Puzo did not write that in. It's not in the book. Nothing about cannoli. Nothing about leaving the gun. Mm-hmm. In fact, well, we'll get into it. Let's let's give the people what they want. The very last cannoli, cannoli countdown. countdown, brothers. Brothers. betrayed me. He got a cold and then didn't show up to work. I thought Paulie was a good kid, but it turned out he was the stupid jerk. I'm talking about a a clear message or else you might lose your life and whatever you do take that cannoli don't upset clemenza's wife we're working on a Zero minutes left. Well, I'm going to miss it. Even you can it. do that math. 59 minus 59 gives you what? How many minutes left? Zero? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I'm going to miss that song. It's still stuck. In, yeah. I bet it'll be years that song will be stuck in our, in our, uh, in our heads. I hope so. At least until we hear the next uh, countdown yeah. song. Oh. Which we will be debuting uh-huh. on the bonus episode, bonus material. That's tonight, right. Today. Yeah, I finished the new uh, countdown, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I'm calling it uh, the Shoot Salazzo Countdown. Shoot Salazzo Countdown. It's it like a game. <laughs> Shoot Salazzo, like a carnival carny game. Or it sounds Come like on. that's the that's like the name of a of a like a cliche gangster. My name shoots a lotso because he shoots a lot. <laughs> oh, shoots a lotso. Yeah, shoots a lotso. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to hear that, rush over to mm-hmm. godfatherminute.com slash support and uh, sign up, and you'll get to hear that song immediately. Yes. Well, not and immediately at the end of this episode. I guess you can fast forward if you really want to. Yeah, hear if it you really want to get to it. So our plan is uh-huh. to. Debut it for the supporters mm-hmm. this bonus episode, and we'll probably play it for in the uh, oh yeah for we'll the for the lay people yeah. then in the next step next minute right maybe maybe maybe, we'll or maybe they'll have to wait oh I see I see <laughs> it's the smart move it's the smart move uh, so the line was improvised mm-hmm. uh, take the gun leave the cannoli yep and that's me that is to me what made. Um, Mrs. Castellano think that she should be involved in the editing. Like, my husband is a genius. He came up with that line, Uh the top six most famous line in the movie. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You try. So that line was improvised, but in, but two minutes earlier in the movie, Mrs. Clemenza says, don't forget the cannoli. Right. Yeah. So was that improvised too? 
I don't know what order they were filming. It's possible after they filmed uh, the don't life, mm-hmm. they filmed this scene, like, oh, have her mention the cannoli. Well, they well they filmed him going to buy cannoli, so that must have been yeah, yeah. originally at least the cannoli was going to be a part of the story. And that was improvised, meaning while they were filming, no one knew it was going to happen until Clemenza said it. Or Clemenza said, hey, I'm I'm going to say this line. Everyone's like, oh, that's a great idea. I don't know. the ver- It just says the line uh, was improvised okay. by him. So whether it was like mm-hmm. they were rehearsing yeah. and then Coppola was like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves including food and, you know, Italian food and stuff. Uh, yeah, completely improvised. That's awesome. I think I think it's the the number one line of of the movie. Definitely of, of this minute. It's definitely the number. <laughs> I'd say it's in the top four of this minute. <laughs> <laughs> along with Paul, along with uh, Mikey, there's a call for you. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, one last thing about the take the cannoli, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. leave the gun thing. I um looking for symbolism and everything. Mm-hmm. To me, that's sort of uh like a commentary on the Italian integration into society, American society. Because what do you mean? Well, because, you know, they the whole point of being in the mafia was that so that you can you go in the mafia so that your kids can go to law school and become mm-hmm. regular people. Yeah. So the, the leave the gun, leave the leave the gun, take the cannoli mm-hmm. means leave the gun, like leave the violence behind. Mm-hmm. But take the cannoli, meaning like hold on to your Italian heritage, mm-hmm. but not the violent aspect. Of oh, interesting. It. So I don't know if that that's I'm just, you know, trying to. Well analyze stuff it could be so oh that's really neat yeah um i do have some information about cannoli okay (laughs) it's fitting because this is i think the last minute of the movie where cannoli will be mentioned and we Mm -hmm. may not see cannoli well cannoli won't see that no more (laughs) it's true but i was wondering yeah i'm no latin scholar but i saw the cannoli ends in the letter i and i know in italian and latin i think that is plural Mm-hmm. So I I uh, phoned a friend. Is that the term? <laughs> Did you talk to our Latin scholar? I talked to our Latin scholar. I talked to our Latin scholar Peter Carocci in New York, <laughs> and I asked him. I said, "Is cannoli? Why do people say cannoli? Is it plural? What What's the deal with that?" And so he he sent us a response. I'd like to play it for our viewers. Okay. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I'm a big fan. The singular form of the word cannoli is canolo, ending in an O, not an I. Most Americans incorrectly use the plural form when indicating the singular. For example, they might say, yeah, I'll have just one cannoli, please. The correct form would be one cannolo. The same is true for the word panini and panino. The cannoli is actually a Sicilian dessert. It's made with ricotta cheese, or as most New York Italians might say, arigotta, or arigot. The famous actor Vincent Schiavelli documents in his book about Sicily, entitled Many Beautiful Things, Stories and Recipes from Polizia Generosa, his hometown in Sicily, how difficult it really is to make real ricotta from real fresh ewe's milk and how early in the morning farmers would go out and cultivate the milk and then curdle the cheese and, and how, how fresh, good ricotta tastes. I'll tell you from my personal experience, it tastes a little too earthy. 
a little gamey, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but cannolis are nonetheless known throughout the world. I will also tell you the origin of the word cannolo is very simple. Our English word cane comes from the same root source in Latin, cana, which means cane, reed, stick, pipe. And there you have it, gentlemen, a brief introduction to the cannoli. So there you have it, Alex. Cannolo. The history of the origin of the word cannoli mm-hmm. and how its, its suffix is misused. Thanks to Peter Carucci, our Latin scholar in New York. Uh, yeah, we should have him on for a, uh, a bonus episode. Yeah, he'd be great. He, he yeah. knows a lot about uh, the, the questions we ask Yeah, we should start making a list of all the questions yeah. we have to ask him. He's probably one of those guys listening who's constantly screaming yeah, into his, his earbuds. grinding down, yeah. listening to me go, Minuto numero cinquanta cinque. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think the line would have had as much of an impact if Clemenza had said, hey, uh, leave the gun, take the canolo? Uh, I don't know how popular cannoli was when the movie came out. Hmm. So I don't know if it was, if people heard Take the Canolo, if they would know that, if they know what cannolo was. Yeah. Hmm. I think it, I think it would have still been good. Yeah. Because even if they had said, oh, take the, leave the gun, take the brujut. Yeah. You know, some other like food item. It's the contrast of take the, although cannoli is a funnier word than. Yeah. So, because it has the, uh. Hard hard k sounds are, are always funnier than yeah. the funniest uh, of the consonants. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, as a pedantic nerd, I like finding out when things have different, like, media or... Uh, and data. I, that's one I use all the time. Yeah. And I, I'm always very conscious to use it in its true form, which is plural. Just today I wrote, uh, please send me the data... Because I need them to write this report. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> it's great. So nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where you're you'll risk someone thinking that you're wrong just to know that oh, you're yeah. right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that sounds like a was that a Billy Joel song? <laughs> I risked it all. No, what how did you phrase it? Uh, it's throne room. No, he. Uh, <laughs> He risked it all. You're, you're willing to risk <laughs> looking, having someone think you're dumb. No, wait. What? I don't even remember. You can <laughs> rewind it. Is that brilliant? <laughs> all right, we'll go back later. You can. You can. <laughs> I can't recreate it. I really can. It was that good. Uh, speaking of recreating things, mm-hmm. uh, attention to detail in the car, there's a sticker with an A in the window. I did notice that. What's that all about? That was during World War II, uh, gas was rationed. Mm. And different days of the week mm. would allow different cars to buy gas. So if mm. you had an A sticker, you could buy cars on, the, you could buy gas on these days. And, oh, okay. and like, I think certain people may, might have priority too. Like, mm. oh, you have to be above a C to buy gas today. Oh, okay. And, you know, so he would have. Something like that. Do you think the mobsters made their own stickers and gave them out or sold them? I could I, see that being a, another way to make some money. I'm sure they didn't make their own. I'm sure they just had some contact in the city or yeah. the, whatever the office was that was yeah. giving them out. And, you know, like so many nickels and dimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I cannot do murder for you, but I can get you a sticker so you can buy gas during the week. <laughs> How's that? You would rather risk looking dumb. 
<laughs> Still working on that. It's the second part. Then, oh man, I don't remember. How about this? Well, you know, I'll go back and listen to it and we'll name our episode, the episode of that. <laughs> okay, that. <laughs> whatever, whatever that was. Um, so this is, after this, we won't be seeing Paulie no more. That's right. So And stick around for, again, stick around for the bonus content because we are going to play the new Salazzo countdown. Uh, I have some information here on the life and times of John Martino, the actor who played <gasps> Paulie. Still alive. Ooh, Five still shots alive? and he's still alive. Right now, as of this recording? Yes. Whoa. Uh, May 5th, 1937, that, which makes him... 80, 80, 81. Uh, yeah, he's 81, 81 years yeah. old. So uh, he um, still acts, although based on his IMDb page, you don't see very much on there. Yeah. So here's some edited highlights. Um, he uh, is licensed through Paramount to manufacture and sell Godfather license plates, frames, and keychains with the logo on it. Which I thought was very strange. Like That's his. So he has a business. I maybe he means like maybe they mean going to like like conventions conventions or like yeah because it seems like anyone could get that license if they paid Paramount (laughs) enough. It's just that they only gave it to Paulie because of his role in Paulie. I'm calling him (laughs) Paulie. They thought he really was (laughs) Paulie. I don't know. It's very it's weird. Also, his uh, this bio on his IMDb page Mm -hmm. is written by him. Okay, so uh, so not typical. I don't know, but it just for some reason it's it it seems funny to me, like him writing about himself in the third person and boasting about being able to like sell licensed frames oh, and like funny. that kind of it just seems odd to me oh, that yeah. that would be something that well, he's uh, always looking for an angle to supplement his income. <laughs> it's oh, true. If only Marlon Brando paid him a little bit more, he wouldn't oh, have to be yeah. selling uh, merchandise. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me that <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money, a lot of money in them keychains and license plate frames? Uh, in 1975, so after The Godfather, you won't be shocked to learn that most of his movies he's playing like thugs or mm, yeah. or people like that, you know, yeah. b- button men. <laughs> and uh, he was in the movie in 1975 in a movie called Capone, mm, okay, which was produced by Roger Corman, Francis mm-hmm. Ford Coppola's old boss, mm-hmm. and uh, Sylvester Stallone was also in it. Wow! And he said uh, he enjoyed working on it. It was like the cheesy, mentally challenged, inbred cousin of the Godfather. Wait, was that Sylvester Stallone that's or is that Paul That's Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a cheesy, mentally challenged, inbred cousin of the Godfather. <laughs> I'm going to give you some credit for that impression because you're, for our listeners, Alex's jaw was... He, he he you can't you displace can't it. it about 80% You can't do it way. without... You can't... You have to turn your face oh, right. crooked sideways <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm write my own bio. Yeah. Uh, Mick, uh, yeah. you sound like uh, Bill Murray in Caddyshack. Oh, yeah. li- <laughs> anyway, you get the idea. What? Uh-huh. So he, he liked being in the movie Capone. Um, Any other big movies that he was in? He was in a movie called in 2012. He was in a movie called Corpse Grinders Three. Whoa. And um, I didn't know they made a third one of those. <laughs> well, it's a trilogy. It's a corpse grinding <laughs> oh, trilogy. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the one where Joey Zaza gets killed, right? <laughs> it's the weakest one of the, of the corpse grinders. No, not the one Johnny Fontaine's in. I mean, the one Joey Zaza's in. Um, so, and he co-starred with an actor named Richard Lester, who I assume is not the same Richard Lester who directed uh, 
Super Superman and mm-hmm. uh, Hard Day's Night. But this guy, Richard Lester, then wrote a biography of John, John Martino called A Wish Beyond the Stars, the Johnny Martino story. Whoa. The picture of him, like, in the, you know what he's saying, like, stupid jerk. Yeah. Like, that's the picture of Paulie on the front of the book. Oh, my God. We have to get this book. Yeah, we have to. (laughs) That's a great idea. So, I bet if you you order directly from him, he'll throw in a (laughs) keychain. Do you think... um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of more creative titles for his his bi- biography or autobiography. I think it would be what's his name again? Uh, John Johnny or John Martino. Johnny Martino, and then the subtitle would be "If only I could get into that satin purse." <laughs> so you think? I'm wondering where that wish beyond the stars comes from. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is prior to being an actor, he was also a singer. Mm. So maybe he had a song or something called. Yeah. It seems, or maybe, was there an old song and maybe, or maybe a bro- he was on Broadway? Is there any information in his bio about it, that? It, it didn't say anything. It sounds very Broadway or yeah. early Hollywood. Yeah. Well, some of those, like that 50s crooning stuff sounds, uh, it yeah. can sound mm-hmm. a lot like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, it, uh, it seems like, like you would have called the book something about Pauly. Mm-hmm. Or the Godfather, take the he yeah. took the cannoli or something yeah, like yeah. that. So it makes me wonder if he was like, mm-hmm. I'm more than just a Godfather man. Like, <laughs> refer back to my yeah. 1972 single, yeah. "A Wish Beyond the Stars." I, I think you got to own it. You get, you got to know that people know you as Polly and just embrace it. Well, on some level, he must be because um, it also says uh, the actor wants to create a 1940s dinner club called Polly. Oh, no. And according to the IMDb, written by Johnny Martino, it is in the works and soon to become a reality. Oh, yes. So we have to, if Paulie did indeed open, <laughs> we have to go. Now, Paulie's Paulie. <laughs> Paulie. We have to go to this restaurant and read Absolutely. the book, A Wish Beyond the Stars, in the restaurant. Oh, in the restaurant. Absolutely. Let's, let's commit right now. That when it opens, we go there. When, let's say, and you can just say, okay. when, when it opens, when Polly opens, opens, we will go, go there. there. The first and, day? Are we committing well, to that? I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Schedules permitting, first yeah. day, but if not, <laughs> okay, let's, let's, it's like let's, hysterical. Let's amend it. Schedules, Schedules permitting, we will go to the restaurant, the dinner club, Paul. Let's start over. Schedule permitting, we will go, go to, the to the dinner club, club Polly, on opening day and, and read the Wish Beyond, beyond the Stars, stars while, the, while eating, eating cannoli, cannoli like a stupid jerk. jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, everyone. We committed to it. Well, I think we're just. I think we just came up with our bonus content at at Polly. What's going to, when you walk into Polly? What what is it like? <laughs> right. The menu, the drinks, the, the host. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll go through a whole. A All whole right, thing sounds there, so. great. Do they say where the restaurant is? It does not. No. God bless them. How old is that entry? I, it, it's not. They don't give no. any date, so I don't know what. Uh, I'll have to. Uh, well, anyway, maybe for the bonus content, I'll look up to see if it actually opened and so on. So. Yeah. I bet it opened and already closed. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. 
We, we were a lot of luck for uh, Johnny Martin. Yeah, yeah. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. <laughs> Sick a lot. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure. Anyway, we'll talk about the restaurant. <laughs> so um, the only other thing I noticed about this minute was that uh, there's the glass of the windshield is broken. Mm, yeah. And it was, seems to imply that bullets went through Paulie's head and out the window. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which, and that was where uh, Clemenza was peeing. <laughs> so that could have been risky. I know. I noticed that every time I've seen the movie, he walks right out front and the gun is shoots in the direction of that. <laughs> it was well, his first, it was his first assassination. So maybe, listen, as a little tip in the future, put that gun away from me. Well, I want to point this out too. I, I hadn't connected these dots, but did you notice that when Rock, when Clemenza says, hey, leave the gun, that's when Rocco throws the gun in the front seat and he uh-huh. just t- tosses it in there. He doesn't place it. <laughs> yeah. I ain't no marks. I ain't no marksman, but it seems pretty dangerous. Well, go back and watch it. He just tosses it in there. Well, clearly he's very reckless with guns. <laughs> Clement is going to have to teach him when, uh, when later on, when he's teaching uh, Mikey how to shoot, oh, yeah. he should have had uh, Rocco there like, <laughs> as like an intern, like learning. I'm shadowing Clemenza today to yeah. learn gun safety <laughs> from the, the head fit, you had, you know, the earphones, the yeah. safety goggles. It's really um, funny too in the scene because. It happens pretty fast. I watched it a bunch of times. Rocco sort of stares at Clemenza, and, and Clemenza says, leave the gun. Rocco throws the gun, and looks back at him and says, take the cannoli. And then he goes, and it's like he's waiting for each separate Step. order. Oh, get out of the car. <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> Put your hands on your head. <laughs> but anyway, Put that's left sort of foot in. Him tossing Put your left him. foot out. <laughs> yeah. We do the ho- hokey pokey, and then don't upset my wife. So that's what it's all monk. about. <laughs> uh... So a couple of things in the book that are different about this scene. Hmm, the book is different than the movie. Yes. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. In the book, as I mentioned in the previous minute, there's no line about the gun and cannoli. We talked about it being improvised. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Mrs. Clemenza doesn't say anything about cannoli. Huh. Rocco does not throw the gun in the car. What does he do with in it? In the book, he throws it in the swamp. Hmm. And Clemenza didn't tell him to do that in the book. He, he didn't. Maybe they had talked about it before. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know why Clemenza is there? Well, to, to uh, punch um, Rocco's card after he... Pops off. Uh, what do you mean? Paulie. Punch his card. You know, like certify him. He has to be there to witness the whole thing and be like, okay, I've, I, I can testify that you killed this man. You are now a made man. Why that's, is Clemenza That's a good there? guess, but it's incorrect. Why is Clemenza there? In then? the book, Puzo wrote that he could have just had anyone do the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Clemenza didn't feel guilty about Paulie having been the traitor because like Puzo wrote, he, he followed the processes. Yeah. You followed all the HR rules and regs just and following hiring orders. someone. <laughs> uh, but because Paulie was one of his guys, it was a personal insult to Clemenza. Mm-hmm. So he, it was his responsibility to be there when he got killed. Sort of mm-hmm. his own personal right. revenge. Interesting. But that's funny, though, because he doesn't like make... Yeah, he does, he's not, he doesn't rub his face in it. Although in the book, he does walk up to the c- car, tell Rocco to do it. And then Rocco shoots it. So presumably, yeah. Polly sees Clemenza give that order yeah. right before he gets. 
<laughs> yeah, the Clements in the movie is mu- is much nicer than the Clements of the book. Kinder, like I said, he, why? Because Paulie probably doesn't even see it coming. Oh yeah, he's, he's watching. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's like the barge, really, and then poof, he's gone. Maybe know? Clements is mad. Maybe he goes out to take a leak, and then he hears the shots. He's like, oh, I'm supposed to. I wanted What's to matter see with it. you. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Will you jump on a gun? <laughs> You shot him on the causeway. We're supposed to go back to Brooklyn. Shoot him oh, my cause all messed up. Does the book say anything about... Um, I thought there was some discrepancy about where they leave the body. Mm, I think they leave the whole thing public. Puto writes that it needs to be public. Right. To show that... To show the enemies... That what what happens What to, happens to traitors. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember anything about the, the bodies there. I think they just leave it. No, but I didn't know if there was something. I thought maybe there's something in the book about they left it somewhere different or like a different location other than mm. just a field in New Jersey. I, didn't, I didn't see that. Hmm. Huh. Um, let's see. What else do I got? Rocco. Oh, I noticed in the movie that Rocco was wearing gloves. Makes sense. But Clemenza closes the door with his bare hand mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Did they do fingerprints back then? Huh. I think they did. I mean, maybe Rocco was just wearing gloves because it was cold, and yeah, this, has, this was before fingerprints. But I don't know. The forties, you'd think they would have figured it out. I by think then. they were around back then. Okay. You know what? Very but strange. then we asked, we answered. When did when did uh, fingerprint technology? I think it was okay. way before this. Yeah, because I don't think fingerprints were invented until the fifties. People didn't have. If you look at pic- old pictures of people, no fingerprints. Oh man, that's why they they never smile in pictures. All right. So the two <laughs> things I'm looking at are what are the things I'm looking at? I just came up with one before. Mm, fingerprints fingerprints the myth of fingerprints something else oh, rats really just said it i was like oh we have to look oh paulie's and paulie's is open oh that's right the restaurant yeah, yeah. paulie's mm-hmm. okay um anything else you want to say for this minute uh, well there's the scene where he goes in where mikey, oh, mikey the transition yeah. mikey goes yeah. into the kitchen clemenza mm-hmm. calls him over because k calls on the phone mm-hmm Mm, yeah, so Kay says, I love you, Michael. I like this the audio filter they put on Kay's voice. It's that classic phone filter. <laughs> yeah. Which is the same filter I used on the cannoli countdown for the Godfather's voice. Because he did it over the phone. Yeah, because he's in the hospital. He literally phoned it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how did do you know how how Clemenza knew that Mike didn't want to say I love you to Kay? How did he pick up on that? That's a good question. Yeah. It's not. It's not in the book that I could find. Right. Well, this is uh for this is for next week's minute, isn't it? He doesn't say. Okay, he just says I love you, but but uh, he Clemens doesn't start busting his balls. That's true. Let's save it. Yeah. So yeah. Have you ever been in a situation, Alex? I don't mean to get personal, but guys, yes. your your viewers want to, your listeners want to know where you didn't want to say I love you because you were embarrassed to say it. Um, I remember distinctly a time where, uh, I was, um, former guest of the show, Tony Consiglio, he and mm-hmm. I were roommates and I had started my dating my girlfriend at the time. And I think he just started dating his girlfriend. He started dating your girlfriend at the yeah, time? It was, it was a messed up situation. Oh, no wonder he didn't want to say I love you on the phone. But I think there was one time where I did say I love you on the phone and him and his girlfriend were like making fun of me for saying oh, So okay. it was so it was more like I I Michael Mikey already foresaw what was that. Maybe that's a good uh, why he should know why he should be the Godfather because he knew how everyone was going to react. Whereas mm-hmm. I just said it and then got made fun of for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Got made fun of for showing my emotions. But Clemens, but either way, Mikey got made fun of it that's for true. not saying it. So I think in a way, his is probably worse because he could like see it coming. 
He yeah. knew he knew once yeah, he yeah. knew that they were gonna make fun of him no uh-huh. matter what happened. Whereas if I just kept my mouth shut, they yeah. probably wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. But who knows? We'll yeah. look in the alternate reality and see if I'm gonna ask Tony next time, if I had not said I love you on that call, would he have said, Oh, why don't you tell that girl you love her and, and uh, started yeah. making fun of me? Yeah, we'll maybe. find out. Yeah. Anyway. But that's all I had. Uh well there's one more thing you have, your rating for this minute. Mm. I'm going five stars, no question. I'll go five stars. You got to. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta. Uh, and also point out the um, the beauty of the scene of the of the mm-hmm. where he shoots him, where you have the the tan of the field, mm-hmm. and then you have the statue, the green of the Statue of Liberty, and the blue sky, and it just looks. It's a very uh, beautiful tableau. Yeah, yeah. A beautiful tableau, <laughs> as they say. That's awesome. What does that word mean? Uh, I think it means like view. Okay. How come you said it in French and didn't just say view? Uh, I don't know. I think More tableau nuance. usually conveys like something is arranged to look like this. Oh. Some effort has gone into making it look this way, I think. All right. Yeah. Tableau. If you, this is a little morbid, if you were going to get shot in the back of the head, where what would you want your tableau to be? Huh. Well, um, I guess you're kind of just asking me where, where would I want to be, where would I want to be killed? Or what would I want to be doing? What would well, you want to be looking at? Yeah. What scene? Um, I don't think... Well, I don't think I would want to be Polly in this case. On the one mm-hmm. hand, he does not see it coming. But I also imagine that it's very cold. Mm-hmm. As we learned from the Old Farmer's Almanac, it was drizzly and you know, ice rain and stuff. So you got a view of the Statue of Liberty. You've I want that. my tableau to be like a like Caribbean... Or like a beach in Hawaii... Oh. Where someone's bringing me cock, champagne cocktails and stuff like that, so that would be the tableau I'd want to see for my life, looking out at the ocean. Awesome. What would yours? Be? I think is, I'm I'm picking something a little closer to home. I want to be in, in your ba- in your toilet <laughs> bathroom upstairs. I want to be puking, looking at my toilet inside, inside the, the toilet. toilet. Yeah. Yeah. We, can <laughs> we can't get through one episode without talking about like pooping or I know vomit, vomit, junk, it's disgusting. No, but seriously, something a little closer to home. I'd want to be in the uh, in my living room, mm-hmm. watching the movie Flash Gordon in your room, and the scene where Ming activates the hot hail to send to Earth. That's the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, you wouldn't want it to be like at the end of the movie. Well, so you get to see Flash Gordon. You mean that you don't? I'm, I'm not choosing to extend my life. It's going to happen at some point. So, what point do I want? I would if I was going to do it to Flash Gordon. I want it to be the moment where he jumps up and goes, "Yeah!" Oh. and it freezes, and then I get shot. Oh, that's right. And it's my last okay. two hours on Earth were spent watching Flash Gordon. Perfect. <laughs> Hail Flash! What do you mean, Flash Gordon approaching? And then pop. <laughs> Not too bad. Clydes on board. Did you say people are doing Flash Gordon Minute? There is a Flash Gordon Minute. You you got connections in this podcast business, Alex. Uh Have them contact me. Have their people contact my people. It's true. I have a lot of connections in the podcasting industry, (laughs) but uh, they might not uh, be my friends anymore if they knew I was throwing my weight around. I'll I'll look into it. (laughs) They might not be your friends anymore if they knew my favorite scene was the activation of hot hail. (laughs) (laughs) These people might not be my friends anymore if I made them put their hands into a big stump. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. I love that movie. movie. That was a movie we might have done had we not mm-hmm. done Godfather. I know. It's either the, the best, <laughs> the greatest movie ever made or not. 
<laughs> which one is the greatest one ever made? Oh, will you decide? Mm-hmm. All right, I guess that'll wrap up minute 59. All right, that's it. So, so, end of the cannoli countdown. Stick around for the bonus content. Uh, if you don't have access to it, go to godfatherminute.com. And we are about to debut the Shoot Salazzo countdown. And I, I'm going to have to say, I like it. All right. I like it a lot. I put a bit of time so, into writing and recording. Let's so. just let's end this episode so I can hear it. Okay. All right. So while we're listening to that, you guys can take, take the, the gun, gun and, and leave, leave the, the cannoli. cannoli. Rest in peace, Paulie. <laughs>